time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Hey, welcome to another edition of Reengineering Your Finances. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Charles Weldy, founder, certified financial planner, CPA at CP Weldy Group, serving you in the Delaware, Chester County areas. Chad's Ford PA is where the office is. They're on Route 52. Find us online at cpweldygroup.com. Charles, Happy New Year to you, my friend. I hope uh, things are going great in your world. Uh, couldn't be better. Spent some time with my grandkids over the holidays. Nice. Had a birthday. I'm a Christmas baby. You know, spent some time with my siblings. I got Are 10 you of really? Them. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Like on, on the day? On the day. My mom oh, said I was wow. born at like 11.52 and I didn't miss lunch. So, you know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I was uh, I was uh, two weeks late. So my, the joke with me was I was enjoying all that extra ice cream that I was getting um, those last couple of weeks. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, and that that must be why I still like ice cream so much to this day. Hey. Um, I love it, Charles. Well, great. Happy birthday. I, have you enjoyed having it on Christmas, or is that a bit of a tough? Because my dad uh, is on what? the twentieth, and so that's well, always kind of hard. Yeah, I have an admission to make. Like I'm a slow learner. I didn't realize until I was 18 years old that I was getting the shaft that, that you've been missing. My girlfriend said, years? "Hey, I feel sorry oh, for you." Gosh. You know, like I says, "What do you mean?" Uh, you know, you only get like one big present instead of like two or three of them. You know, says, uh, I'm not really worried about it. You know, I, you know, coming from a family of 13, my parents, obviously two of them. And then we have what, uh, 11 kids. Uh, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Birthdays weren't a big deal. What we got for our birthdays, hey, what do you want for dinner? And you got gotcha. a second helping. <laughs> yeah, you, you weren't in the kind of family where you're going to be affording. Uh, here's here's 27 gifts, uh, child. Right. This is all exactly. this is all for you. Um, no, that your parents would have been uh, completely broke at that point if they'd had to try and keep up with all those birthday gifts. So, Absolutely. and your house would have just overflowed with stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, they they should have just done every year the the whole family, all you kids get one birthday and one gift. Just gr- lump them all together here. Everyone gets one gift. Boom, all share it. That'd be yep. that'd be an interesting experiment. Yep, well, absolutely. very cool. Glad you had a great uh, great Christmas and uh, hopefully uh, some extra time off to spend with those grandkids and have a great time. Sounds like it was uh, was fantastic. So as we turn our attention to 2023, our show today is uh, five resolutions for you to improve your financial life in 2023. So look forward to, uh, Charles, you've got a list prepared for us of those five resolutions we can implement. Uh, before that, do you make resolutions each year just like on a personal level? Uh, yeah, I usually do. But like, I don't know why this year I haven't made any. Right? Oh, okay. Uh, I really haven't made any. Um, I don't you, know. You were spending all that time with the grandkids. You didn't think about it. Yeah, and I don't even feel guilty about it. I mean, what I usually do is in the past I would make resolutions and maybe they would last for three weeks. And then like the first week of February, the first weekend of February, I go on a religious retreat and like recommit again and then really start the process. So maybe subconsciously I'm waiting for that retreat next month to really get my resolutions together for 2023. Okay, very cool. Well, um, yeah, you can hire success maybe if you're not trying to do them with everybody else and you kind of do it on, on your terms and your pace. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's talk about resolutions for our listeners on the show today. Uh, We'll kick it off. What's the first resolution we should have in mind? Well, what I did, Walter, is, uh, you know, I kind of broke it down into pre-retirees and retirees. I got like three for retirees and two for pre-retirees. So where I like to start is with the uh, retirees. I think the first thing that retirees should do in terms of a resolution for 2023 is if they don't already have one, they should create a family estate organizer. Now, the question is, what the heck's a family estate organizer? It's really a simple tool. It's a binder. And basically, we have, um, you know, our, I guess our process is that 
or financial planning clients get a binder and the binder has 15 tabs. And, you know, I won't go over all 15, but by and large, it's like, hey, what do we have in pre-tax? What do we have in post-tax investments? What's in tax-free? Do we have a pension? What's our Social Security choices? Uh, do we have life insurance, long-term care? Uh, obviously, the financial plan's in there with a copy of the most recent tax return, some legal documents, medical information, so that instead of like, you know, thinking, walking around with all these thoughts in your head or things to do, take all this stuff out of your head, put it in a binder, free up your attention to enjoy your grandkids. That's what I do. I love it. That's the FEO, if you will, the family estate organizer. Yeah, family organizer. estate organizer. Correct. I like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I, I'll give acronyms to anything, Charles. So <laughs> I don't know if that's official or not, but we're going to make it on today's show. Right. So, all right. Yeah, so that's number one. All right? How about your second one? Second one is uh, I would, if I was a retiree, I would make certain that your money is time segmented, right? Uh, and what I mean by time segmented is, hey, when will the money be needed? You know, so it, most people that I meet, you know, for the first time, they've got one portfolio and there's nothing wrong with one portfolio. But, you know, if we look at 2022 when the market was down, you know, basically around 22% or so, you know, if you have one portfolio, you're crying the blues, right? What I suggest, instead of having one portfolio, have two. One we'll call the soon portfolio, and the second one we'll call the later portfolio. And, you know, realistically, in the soon portfolio, if you just have conservative investments that generate predictable income that you can spend to cover your income gap, regardless of whether the market's up, down, or sideways, you're going to be comfortable and your emotions aren't going to be get the best of you, so to speak. That will give you the opportunity to take the remaining portion of the money, put it in your later bucket for growth, that will hopefully like create a rising income to cover this rising inflation that we're all experiencing currently. So, you know, resolution number two, instead of having one big portfolio, just time segment into two portfolios as to when that money will be needed. And the first, you know, bucket, so to speak, will be invested more conservatively for that predictable income. And that'll allow you permission to put the remaining monies in that later bucket for long-term growth. And if history's any guide, you know, long-term, it's inevitable that it's going to do well. Short-term, who knows? Well, there you go. Two resolutions down, three to go for 2023. What else is on the list, Charles? All right. So, uh, again, for the retirees, uh, the third one on my list is, like, I would tax diversify your investments. All right. So what you really want to do, most people, is they want to strategically allocate their investments into three types of accounts. And we talked about it on prior podcasts, but it's it's really important, especially in a rising tax environment that we're going to see in the near future. You should have a certain amount in pre-tax, which means, hey, when you put the money in, you get a deduction. When you take it out, you got to report it all as income. So the problem that I find with most retirees is throughout their saving career, they put the bulk of their wealth in these pre-tax accounts. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with deferring taxes, but you know, if tax rates are going to be higher in the future, if they have too much in there, it could cause their Social Security to be taxed in perpetuity when they begin taking out the requirement distributions at a certain age. And I just read in the SECURE Act that recently came uh, to fruition, the SECURE Act 2, that now they've raised the requirement distribution age from 72 to 75. So the bottom line is, you know, when you're 75 years old and you got to take out four or five percent of, you know, two million dollars added to your Social Security, you might get WAN from Uncle Sam from a tax point of view if you have too much money in that pre-tax account. 
And then secondly, you got this post-tax account where if you really like, you know, had the insight to plan over a number of years and a number of years would be 20, 25 years of retirement, you could actually get, you know, most people that are listening to this podcast, I know in my heart that they could get to the 12% tax bracket or less. And why is that important to be in the 12% tax bracket or less? Well, you know, if you have money that's in post-tax accounts that generate capital gains, your capital gains tax rate is zero. So in, in, based on today's figures, you could have a married couple could have total income of about $110,000 and still be in the 12% tax bracket. So it's really critical that, you know, you really look at your tax brackets throughout your lifetime and try to do your best to reallocate your investments so that eventually your RMDs are not putting you into that higher tax bracket, which is, you know, for now it's 24 I think it's 22%, soon to be 25. Uh, and lastly, tax-free. Most people that I meet, you know, hardly any of their money's in tax-free. And when we talk about tax-free, Walter, we're generally talking about Roth IRAs, which really is the bulk of where the tax-free money is for most people today. But I really think that people should really look at cash value life insurance, permanent life insurance. And realistically, um, I always thought in the past that, hey, you know, the older you get, the more expensive it is. Uh, you know, the key to life insurance is like, obviously, you got to be insurable. You have to be in good health. I don't care how much money you have. If you're not in good health, you're not going to get it. But for those that are in good health, what they can do if they fund it properly, all right, what they can do is they can create a tax-free, you know, vehicle where that money can accumulate. And, you know, if they want to spend it, they can take it out in the form of interest-free loans. And if they want to pass it on to their children, grandchildren, it's a tax-free benefit. So, uh, and and lastly about that, you know, third account, that tax, uh, tax-free account, uh, a lot of people don't have life insurance and a properly structured life insurance policy, I, I meant long-term care insurance, they don't have long-term care insurance, a properly structured life insurance policy could have a long-term care rider that could provide you with long-term care coverage in the event you needed it you know, later on in life. So there are the three things. I mean, really, you should have your, your eggs not in one basket, but maybe like you know, four or five or six different baskets, so to speak. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yes, absolutely. And uh, thanks for walking us through that. Really great resolution to have on our list um, as it comes to retirement planning. Uh, I think we've got two more to still go through. Yeah, Charles? so I got the pre-retirees. I mean, mainly okay. like our our firm deals with retirees, but you know, obviously we meet people that are yet to retire. And realistically, I mean, I would just say, hey, number number one for the pre-retirees on my list of resolutions would be don't overfund your pre-tax accounts. What do I mean by that? I mean everybody's putting in you know twenty five thousand dollars a year in their four hundred one k. If it makes six percent, it doubles in like twelve years. If they do it year in and year out, they're going to have a gigantic you know uh, pre tax account when they eventually retire. And you know in today's dollars, I would say just ballpark. If you're single, you know you should probably shoot for having no more than four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars in your pre tax accounts. Uh, and, the, and, and, you know, IRAs, uh, 401ks. Why? Because if you have more than that and you're single, when you eventually have to take out your RMDs, that almost ensures that your Social Security benefit will be taxed in perpetuity and you won't be in that 12% tax bracket that we talked about earlier. And then secondly, if you're married, you double that. 800 to a million dollars is okay to have in your pre-tax account because anything above that could cause your Social Security 
to be taxed in perpetuity, keep you out of that 12% tax bracket. And the 12% tax bracket is so important because unless you have a big pension, Walter, I really believe that most people can get themselves in that 12% tax bracket. Because as, uh, as I said earlier in this um, podcast, you could have as a married couple up to maybe $110,000 round numbers of income and still be in the 12% tax bracket. So that's uh, for pre-retirees, I would say don't overfund your pre-tax accounts. You know, I'm not really concerned what it's worth today. What really keeps me up at night is like, what's it going to be worth when you retire? So again, you know, if it makes 6%, money doubles every 12 years, anybody on this podcast can do the math. And then lastly, consider adding life insurance as an asset class to your portfolio. So what I mean by that is, hey, we have these like youngsters or, or people that are still funding their retirement, putting in their 25000 a year, and maybe their account's going to be over the four hundred if they're single or the 800 if they're married. Hey, maybe like instead of putting all that money in the 401k, maybe I'm just using this as an example, you put half of that 12.5 in the 401k and maybe another 12.5 in the cash value life insurance policy that could provide for eventual tax-free income in the future, a long-term care benefit, or maybe a tax-free death benefit for your children. So uh, again, they're just my, my first five resolutions off the top of my head. Three are applicable to people that are already retired and two to pre-retirees, but that's all I got for now. All right. Thank you, Charles. If I'm hearing one thing, it is definitely do what you can. Uh, Do the amount of effort, research, meeting to really work on those tax brackets. Like that, that's my number one takeaway from these resolutions. Exactly. And and again, like, you know, just to be candid, I know there's people that are CFAs, certified financial analysts. And from what I understand, it takes like five, six years to achieve that designation. And these are people that study the market. And, you know, they're, you know, I guess like, you know, their backgrounds are over analytical, so to speak. And I have nothing against CFAs, but I really believe in my heart of hearts that at the end of the day, what real value can they really look a client in the eye and say, hey, you know what, I just created all this like alpha for you, this additional return because of like my knowledge of the markets. I really just believe that short term, unknowable, long term, inevitable, your rate of return is really going to be based on how much money you have in stock versus how much money you have in fixed income. I can't create for people investment alpha, but I really believe what I can create for people because I actually can quantify it is what I call tax alpha. How much taxes could you save during your lifetime if you looked at your total investments and restructured them in terms of pre-tax, post-tax, tax-free, now, soon, and later, and that optimized portfolio could really generate you a, a very low tax bracket, you know, 12% or less. So, you know, that's what I believe in. That's really like, I guess the, um, the nucleus of my business is creating tax alpha for people that have overfunded their retirement plans. All right. Very good. Great breakdown of all of these resolutions, Charles. That last one was so uh, chock full of stuff. Did, did we float into number five or do we still have that last one? No, I, we did float into number five. I think number five, if I'm right, was uh, consider adding life insurance as an asset. Oh, okay, class, perfect. Right? All right, great. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. I thought we had, but I just wanted to make sure I didn't shortchange you on a resolution. So yeah. four, four and five <laughs> became a, a good merged combo. That's how important they, uh, they, they were. We, we couldn't wait for the pause. So there you go. Uh, your five resolutions to start 2023 that would uh, drastically, if you followed all five of those things and put those action steps into your life, man, you'd have a uh, really good setup for this year and beyond. So definitely go back. Listen to this one again. Take two listens for this episode. 
nail down those five resolutions and make sure that you're on a great track to your retirement or continuing your retirement if you've already reached that date. Uh, if you have questions for Charles, you want to walk through some of this, you, you, maybe you haven't done any of these resolutions before, you don't know how to go about it, uh, that's where Charles can certainly help you with that experience as both a CPA and certified financial planner. He's an expert at bringing together those tax-efficient retirement plans, something he specializes in with that background. You can get in touch by calling 610-388-7705, 610-388-7705, and also go online to cpweldygroup.com. And we'll link to the contact information in the description of today's show so you can find it easily. Hey, Charles, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Happy New Year to you, and we'll look forward to a new episode soon. Thank you, Walter. All right, thanks so much. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. We will talk to you next time on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.